Hey, everybody. Tuesdays with Stories is brought to you by MyBookie. The NFL is back in action, and so is winning season at MyBookie. They have over $500,000 in contest prize money. Choose from a variety of boosts, contests, and promotions up for grabs. And don't miss the MyBookie Super Contest. It only costs $10 to enter. Here's how it works. Pick five games against the spread each week. Each win earns you a point, and each point gets you closer to the grand prize. If you missed out on week one, don't worry because entries are still open, and all takes is one solid week to get you back in the mix. Don't just take my word for it. Join now and start your winning season with my bookie today because he's my bookie. Mark? Verbatim. You got that right. In order to get you started, make your first deposit at mybookie.ag and use promo code TUESDAYS to instantly receive double your deposit. That's double your money to double your winnings with your first ever deposit using promo code TUESDAYS. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Hey, Mark, fake banter for the intro. That's all I know how to do. Great. Good to be here. Welcome to Tuesdays with... Stories. Hit her in the face with a surfboard. And then the duck fell out of his bag. <laughs> Surf's up. And she didn't even flush. Knock, knock. Who's there? Mark Norman and Joe Liss. Yeah! This is Tuesdays with Stories, everybody. No, that's terrible. This is supposed to be cheesy. My radio is spitting at me. Whoa, heads up. Get the fuck. Welcome Careful. to Tuesdays with Stories. Let's go. Let's start. We got to go. Oh, Chuck D was nine and a half hours late, so yep. we're all fucked. I'm going to miss out on the whole thing. Traffic. Remember that old Ellen joke? Uh, it's all right. I'm late. Traffic. How do you think I got here? Chopper in. Oh, that's fun. That's an old lesbian. I love the one. I think about it all the time. She had the bit about when someone's talking and they accidentally spit, and then you feel self-conscious <laughs> about wiping it off your face. That's great. As though you're going to wipe it, and the person's going to be like this, why don't you want my spit on you? Yes, yes. Great bit. She, Wish it was mine. She had a couple before she uh, pissed everybody off and became a huge coos. Oh, yeah. Evidently, she's mean or whatever. Who cares? Whatever. Yeah, somebody had the funny point of uh, the next show after she got canceled or yelled at or whatever she should have come out and be like kick the door in like fuck you you fats gang blow me dickless look at this hobo let's start the show it's funny if you have to just be an asshole if you're just like i'm an asshole yeah people are fine it's yes. when you pretend to be nice and are an asshole that's the issue that's exactly right the lance bass theory we all know you're gay. You're in the Backstreet Boys or whatever the hell. Ninety-eight degrees of separation. Uh, just, just blow Kevin people. Bacon. But he pretended he wasn't gay, and then he came out one day, and we all went, "We know." Well, now people get upset if you're in the closet. Yo, that's oh, like um, that's that shitty. People are mad at you. Are they? Well, you all right, come out. I'll come out. I, I say I'm gay all the time. That's true. We've confessed, and no one buys it. Yeah, they're not buying it. But uh, gay also means happy. Well. I feel like it's 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 transitioned. Well, you have a gay old time. Yeah, you listen to some old Christmas carols, and you're like, man, they're all blowing each other. It's like Kramer. You couldn't do it now when he says that's queer. <laughs> I feel like queer. You can't. That that word doesn't mean strange anymore. Yeah, queer is strange, and uh, it's amazing how much has changed. And you know, progress is good. We like. I Black love people. progress. Progress is his middle name, Mayor yes. Goldie Wilson. But 
queer, saying you're queer now is like, oh, good, good on you. This guy's queer. Like, it makes you cooler. Interesting. I still don't 100% know what queer means. I think in I got In the LGBTQ. It. Queer means you're straight, you're bi, mm-hmm. but you'll fuck trans people. Is that right? I no, think that's I don't something. think so. Anything but ah, straight is queer. Good movie. I think uh, Clint Eastwood. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever it is, uh, it's it's all fun. It's all great. It's all gravy. I'm it's all it. jizz. But uh, there's a Seinfeld where they're talking about the, the, the radar stops working and Kramer goes, well, that's queer. But that's I think right. now people would be like, what, what does that even mean? <laughs> the radar's by um but any any jizz it's good to be back this is our first in-person episode in weeks jerry yeah i know a month we uh you've been you've been in universal studios and uh hollywood and the whole thing can film festival so we had to come back to the roots to the lunch stuff stewed we got big fat gay chuck knoblock and we're working it out we're back we had to do a Zoom. I feel horrible about the Zoom, but here we are. By the way, one guy hated the Zoom, but nobody else seemed to be upset. No, it's just it's all in my head. If I got a bad head. One guy said it stunk. I, I don't know. Maybe it's my fault. I'm a little Hollywood now. I'm a, yeah. you know, I'm a filmmaker now, so I, I don't think I'm, I'm not going to care for this off-color humor of yours. Yeah, I know, right? You're going to start censoring me. Just a heads up. And, uh, you know, and, and how's the cinematography looking here, Chuck? If you need me to take a look at anything, I'm a certified uh Film, oh, that's filmmaker right. now. He's so fucking Rose McGowan. He's at the Oscars. You need any cans? You got some gaffs? You got cans. a couple? Uh, 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 I ran out of terms. What do you got there? Uh, checking the gate. Yeah, uh, you got. They still check the gate, but there's no gate. I don't completely understand it. Gated community. Um, I don't know either. But man, I, when I worked on movies, it was. It's very military. I don't know about your shoot. You probably had a more laid back shoot with some weed and hippie stuff, but. We were like hierarchy. Uh, you had the, the the little lapel thing to check, lock it up. Remember that one? Lock it up. Lock it up is big. Yeah, lock it up. Quiet on the set, everybody. And then uh, we had we had one guy. He was a badass, Richie. He was fun. Oh, he was like, yeah. raise your hand if you're not ready. He's like, be, do better. He was really shouting oh, at everybody. Yeah. I loved him. I wanted to blow him a couple times. There's always a Richie. But it's uh oh Jesus Christ the cat just hung itself finally yeah. oh god well it got canceled but um yeah it's all very very exciting a lot of a lot of fun jizz it's hard to get back here because you know it's I've been out in the woods and the lake yes. hiking and then I came back and for five days I had nothing to do so I've just been watching sports jerking off blowing my dad going for walks and now it's like the first day back at school we got the podcast we're going to record some music for the movie I'm back at the cellar tonight I haven't been on stage wow. in a month and uh, you know Chuck was late and uh, you know it's all, it's, <laughs> it's all very exciting it's good well, to see you it's good to get back in but the weird thing is you're back in in cuckoo land. You were living pretty normally, mm-hmm. and you were healthier. You look great. You're fucking glowing there. I think you're pregnant or you're queer. Or you're you're cooking. I'm fat. That I'm a fat person. You're I mean, healthy. I'm trying to sit in a way with a baggy uh, shirt here. But here's the thing. So we went up grocery shopping. You know when you go on a trip 
You go grocery shopping. I'm, like, I'm going to be good. I brought my blender. I got spinach, blueberry, you almond milk. You brought the milk. blender to the grocery? No, to oh, the upstate. Oh, I see. So I was making smoothies. I bought some apples. You know when you're at the grocery store, you're like, I'm going to eat apples. Sure. So I'm going to be an apple guy. Yes. So I got the apple, but then I walked by the yodel aisle. Ah, uh, I got to get a couple yodels. I get the yodels. But now I'm back. I, I got to rehabilitate. I'm like, I got to get back to normal. Now, Chris Walsh, my screen partner, dear friend of screen 20 years. Partner. Look at the terms he's using now. And, Jesus. Um, my my acting mate, my bud. I mean, I've known the guy my, twenty years. My thespian. One of my uh, good pals who's in the film. He, he kicks ass. Mm. He says, "I got a little token for your appreciation. I get a, a doorbell buzzy." Ooh. By the way, we've been doing this podcast a lot. I never get any doorbells from you. Doorbells never rang with a package going. Just want to say thanks for uh, jizzing in my ass. Oh, like an edible arrangement or a bouquet of roses? I'm swimming in gifts over here. Really? I got a bouquet of balloons. Chris Walsh sent me 20 boxes of yodels. I opened what? it up. I thought it was like from a sponsor or something. I thought it was my bookie sending us some cleats or whatever. This is what people, comics don't do the, the yodel. That's why I'm an actor now. I'm out of comedy. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, there's all kinds of gifts. You know why? These actors are dead inside. They got to give gifts. Uh, my gift is friendship. No, comedians, I don't want friendship. Uh, I want Yodels and balloons. Come on, I'll bloatle you. I, I got a million friends. I got no yodels, so Damn. he sends me a box, and I thought it was gonna be like I said, you know, some my, my bookie pants or whatever, or some hairstyle, whatever the fuck. Yeah. I open the thing, I pull it out, and it's all foam. The uh, the the bubbly. What what is the shit? Bubble wrap. Yeah, but styrofoam. not bubble wrap. No, it's not the st- it's the poppies. The bubble. Bubble wrap. Yeah, what did I say? That's what you said. I just didn't. It didn't click. No click. So I pulled the bubble wrap out. Twenty boxes of yodels. I got a stack. I should have brought some, but I don't know if you guys eat yodels. Of course, do I not eat a yodel? I, I fucking blow a yodel. Well, I, blow I, blow, I got I got twenty boxes. I'll send you a couple boxes. What is a yodel? It's a chocolate cake. With, we had this talk last week. <laughs> it's a little. It's a black poop. Dick with cream in it. We had the same talk. Poop dick with cream. Boy, I hope that's not the review on the box. <laughs> it's it's a beautiful snack. It's a Drake's. It's a little Debbie. You said you didn't have them in New Orleans, and I said, "What are you talking about? This is a national uh, thing." Ah, yeah, Swiss roll. You remember? Roll. Yes, it's like a Swiss roll, right, but better. Right, right. Even though there's no black over there. Anyway, so, uh, but I'm jumped right in. I got I got a lot of story around sorry, these gifts. Sorry, sorry. Should we should we ease in? You want to no, say no something? ease, no lube. Put it right in my ass. All right. Well, we do have to get out early because uh, Chuck was quite late, if you recall. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, this poor bastard. Yeah, supposedly. I don't know. I'd Chuck, like to see some video. Chuck's apparently moving to Staten Island, folks. So if you got anything open, you got anything in New York, any condos, any boxes, any uh, under an overpass, anything you got for the Chuckster, bunk bed, race car bed, something. Jesse, guy's got to move into New York. He might be a little late on the rent because the traffic's bad. Mm. Staff infection. Yep, yep, yep. SI. That's what I was going for there. It wasn't clear. Uh, but anyways, let me, I guess, should I just get in or? Get in. Get into the pool. It's warm. Well, here's the thing about, and I talked about this on uh, my podcast with Ron on too, but it's like the thing with comedy is it's, you, you gotta, it's a battle. You're, it's, you're individual. Yes. And you, you, you know, you do well. You want to be the best on the show, but a movie, you want everyone to be doing well. Ah, your success is my success. It's a team player. Comedy. I'm hoping you eat your dick, and then I'm right. like, "Hey, how about that, folks? Put me in the festival." It's a very selfish art form, and uh, you're out. You're out there on your own. You're independent. This is a group. 
Right. The podcast we have, you know, we got a shuck and jive. Sure. So it's very similar. Yeah. You said afterwards, you're like, you said that. That was big. I like that. You said right. this. That was great. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's it's fun to collaborate. Stand up. You're just alone and sad and jerking off in a Bible at a Holiday Inn. Oh, been there. Deuteronomy is stuck together. But so how about this? I'll, t- I'll tell a little a couple tales about the film. So, you know, I got to be in this movie and i don't want to reveal too much more will be revealed or whatever but i think it's going to be very good oh boy i'm very excited so a dramedy it's a dramedy okay it's uh you know it's exciting a lot of thrills got it it's very fun i think but again nobody thinks they're making a bad movie Mm. nobody's ever like we're making a big piece of shit up there yeah yeah i got a few movies i think they might have thought that well i think there's movies where they're like, I'm going to get all my friends together. We're going to make a movie. Right. It'll be fun. Grown Ups 2. That's exactly the movie I was thinking about. No way. Yeah. Wow. Even the sequel? Well, I wasn't thinking the sequel. I was thinking part one. I tried to rough it up a little bit. So we'll let the cat on the, on the Pride Rock, will you? Pride you, Rock? You're blocking the Pride Rock, the coffee table. There we go. Oh, the fans want the cat. I know, but he's going to step on the buttons. No, nah, no button. He's getting better. What? Look, oh man, perfect composition. For one thing you could say about this cum guzzling puss is uh he knows framing. Perfect. What do they do? Did they purr, right? Yeah, that was something. I don't know. All right. Laps per minute. Woo-wee. Um so anyways, you know, you've worked on uh, the film sets. Sure. The, one of the fun things as an actor, as a uh, as a you know, uh, uh, an actor, they you finish, and they go. The director goes, "Folks, that is a wrap on Mark Norman." Everyone goes, "Hey!" Yeah. Whoa, whoa. They blow you, and they give you the flowers, and they touch your dick. It's nice. <laughs> They're talking about my career. So they go, they do that. So every actor gets that, but I'm the lead, uh-huh. so I got like more shit to film. Uh-huh. So the whole ensemble wrap. That's a wrap on fucking Steve McQueen. Hey, yeah. that's a wrap on Alec Baldwin. Woo! Right. That's a wrap on fucking, uh, you know, Lawrence Olivier. Sure. Olivier Gay. And yeah. everyone claps. But I don't get that because they're like, well, we gotta, you got to shoot uh, tomorrow. You're the captain of the ship. You got to go down with it. Right. So I go, all right, well, we'll shoot tomorrow. Then we shoot the next day. And there's like a, well, t- good luck because we got to shoot one more scene in New York. So we drive back from Lake George. I got the one more scene here in New York. And then I get a call from the director saying, we actually don't need that scene. We have it. He's cutting it. He goes, so I'm going to cancel it. We're good. What? No better feeling than cutting and being done when you didn't think you were done. Well, the thing is, though, Uh-oh. now the rap is just like I rapped when I didn't know I rapped. Uh, My last shot was like this. All right. Good work today. I'll see you uh, Thursday. Uh, and you go, okay, cool. Yeah. So I didn't get that sentimental, monumental. right. right. That's a wrap. Yes. Hey, thank you. And he didn't get to say goodbye to the crew. Right. The grips and the guys. Because you know me, I'm a blue collar guy. I like to really sink in and get to know the little people, the sure. insignificant people, the, sure. the scumbags, the, the pieces of shit yeah, that don't Im- matter. The immigrants, the browns. Yeah, they're just the, the losers on the set. I yeah. like to be friends with them, pretend that we're equal, you know? Here, here. I'm that kind of guy. Just I goes, get it. You know what I mean? Obviously, they're not important. I am important, but I pretend we're, we're equal. Yeah, if they died, it wouldn't matter. Exactly. It, to anybody. But No. I pretend to care, 
So I wanted to say goodbye to those guys. And, and I can't lie. I wanted everyone to go, hey, great yeah, job. Yeah. You're beautiful. You're a man. Oh, my God. Nice All pubes. Right. Well, now I know what I'm going to send you. You want some gifts? I want you, a gift. You want something in the mail? I'm going to get all those crew cunts to make a little gay vid, and I'm going to send it your way, fatty. Send it my way. You're never going to be able to find these guys. They're all back in jail. They ah, all moved back to Mexico. You're never going to find them. I forgot you used a bunch of grifters and carnies. So so here's what happens, though. So there's a group text with the whole cast, because we're all pretending we're going to be friends forever. You know that feeling? <laughs> That's the thing you do. Every day, everyone's like, I missed you guys. Right, and I'm like, it's right. slowly going to fade. And then there's, there's one person I'll still be friends with because I connected. But yep. whatever, whatever. They're all wonderful people, and it's nice. And uh, I'm sure there's already people that are like, I hate a group text. Get out of here. I don't oh, care about you yeah. guys. A lot of people hate the group text. You always notice there's like a couple people that aren't responding to any of it. They fluffed off an hour ago. Yeah, they hate it. Yeah, I wonder if the Nazis have that. Like, ah, oh, Jesus, another meeting? There's got to be plenty of Nazis that were like, I don't think we should be doing this. Don't you think? I think, but I think people want to be part of something so bad. They're like, oh, I got my hood. You know, <laughs> they get excited. They get the hood in the mail. I think it was helmets. Oh, I'm thinking of clan. Yeah, similar. Sorry, sorry, clan. Do they get along? Are they buds, the clan? And the, oh, and yeah. The oh, yeah. I think the Nazis are like, look at these fucking uh, rednecks. But I think they get along. They got a similar uh, ideology. I don't know if they'll get along, though, because don't the Nazis, aren't they prickly? Like, if a, if a Klansman has, like, brown eyes, isn't the Nazi like, hey, he's impure or something like that? No, no, that's a couple brown-eyed Nazis. Great Van Morrison song. But... <laughs> There's a couple brown eyes. All right. Maybe you're right. I don't know. It just feels like they're such prickly groups. They wouldn't, you know, sync up. I feel like they would have a... It'd be like a fireman and a cop hanging out. Okay. Like they have the hockey game where they fight, but yes. then afterwards they have a beer. They have beers and they make fun of the heaps. Now that's something. of uh, 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 The KKK versus Nazi hockey game. Now that is something. Yeah, talk about the garden. Talk about the whitest sport. I mean, that would be something. That black puck would have a, have a couple symbols on it. That would be uh, fun. Heil sticking. Aha. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> two minutes. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other uh, I'm trying to think of some puns. There, uh, clan, uh, uh, clandestine. That trick. What's uh, clandestine? That means like they're they're working together, or it's secret. What's clandestine mean? I think it means secret, or it's uh, two different clans working together. I don't know clandestine. I thought it, yeah, I thought it was something like that. It's like fate, clandestine. No, that's destiny. Clandestiny. Oh, so it's like two Klansmen meet and fall in love. Yes, clandestine. <laughs> that's a movie right there. Clandestine. Destin, Florida. That's where we shoot it. You're right. Kept secret or done secretively. Done secretively. Ah. Yeah. Clandestine. So yeah. Our relationship is clandestine. Yeah. Our, uh, yeah. By the way, look at this. Had a little mishap with a, a weed oh. whacker. What happened? You got to get a manscape. Catscape. Yeah. Right? Pretty wild. Right to the bone. You want to feel that? What did you do? Who did that? I don't want to feel that. Are you crazy? Oh, he, oh, he doesn't like, like that he at all. Like that. He's a little embarrassed about it. He's got a bald spot. They nicked him at the uh, the barbershop. Spot? It's the size of my asshole. It's huge. Yeah. Basically, if you want the truth, he uh, he gets these, his hair is so long, so he gets these insane knots, oh. Don knots, and then the knots pull. So now he's like, ah, ah, ah. Not so we had, to, we had to shave it. Yikes. Well, sorry, buddy. Yeah, he just shaved the big puss. But he's not easy to shave, obviously, because he's jizzing and jazzing. So you got to just... It's like jackass. I just got to get in there real quick. 
and knock him when he's not looking. The shave sounded like a cat. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, we got those all over his body. Looks like a like a meth head. He's missing patches of fur. Um. So so okay. So I send the text and they go, "Hey, did you rap? We're so excited." And I go, "Well, sort of. We ended up not shooting this last day, so I guess I rapped a few days ago." And yeah. everyone kind of feels that feeling of like, "What?" Yeah. So you didn't get a prize. It's weird because it's this monumental occasion, the happiest time of my life, the most exciting thing I've ever done, dream come true. But it ended with like, "Oh, I guess." I guess it was over that weird day. Yeah. No goodbye, no hugs, no nothing. That is a bummer. You Very bummer. You want the policeman's ball with the award and the hoot and the holler and the, the podium. Yeah, you want you want the thing. So, and of course, you know, my parents never loved me, so I needed all all comers to be like, hey, you're good, you're enough. You right. know what I mean? It's, it's a struggle. I got to go to Allen and whatever. Yeah. So I tell them, yeah, I rapped, but I didn't get a thing. And they go, oh, geez. So then, the next day, I'm sitting at my house, and I get a text from one of the producers, and it says, hey, you home? Mm. And I go, yeah, I'm home. Here home, not... Here in New York, at my apartment. And she goes, well, you home for... How long you home for? A little while? And I go, "Eh, a couple hours. Uh Uh-oh. A pop-in? You home home till 5? And I go, nah, I'm probably leaving at like 3.30-ish. But it's this weird secretive thing uh, and we were producers on the movie so i think it's gonna lead somewhere clandestine i think we're talking so i go yeah i don't know i'm home till like 3 30 and then <laughs> silence ah so i go all right i guess whatever i don't know what that was so you know i'm farting around the house listening to music and i'm da- i like to have a nice dance party i got the music cranking i'm listening to flash dance and all this stuff and just living the dream having a couple cries i'm very emotional feeling pride and a lot of feelings feelings Hang with Sarah. Now, this is September 10th, 9-11 Eve. Ah, the favorite day. Now, with 9-11, it had a profound effect on me, as it did all of us, of course. You and were in the towers. It felt like the uh, the symbolic end of my childhood, you know? Whoa. I was 19, and uh, I didn't go to college. So I graduated high school. I'm drinking. I started doing comedy, the whole thing, and I feel ah. like a young whippersnapper. Sure. And, of course, it was... Uh, monumental event in everybody's life and so i used to for years every year on 9-11 i would i would read uh, the commission and watch the videos and really feel it and think about it i did that for years until 2011 was the 10-year anniversary and i really sunk my teeth in i read all this stuff and i would fucking go down to ground zero the Mm, whole thing wow but i said you know what i'm doing i'm putting it away 10 years is enough. It's just another day. What am I doing? It's enough already. It's enough. I, I put in 10 years of really yes. grieving and feeling it, so I stopped. Good. You did, you did more than Al-Qaeda did. I let go in 9-11, but this year, now it's the 20th anniversary. That's a big one. And so, and it's been 10 years since I really sunk in there, mm. so I said, you know what, this year... I'm going back down there. I, I watched uh, the new Netflix doc about terrorism. It. Very interesting. Pretty Fun well stuff. done. Well done. Muhammad Sheikh Mahuma. Yeah, so I go, I'm going to go down there and really pay my respects, really sink in, feel it, put myself there, feel the gratitude, yes. all that stuff. Really get in there. So I go, I'm going to go down to ground zero. I was going to meet a, a, a friend around 5 o'clock. Mm. I haven't seen in a while. So I go, I'm going to go down there early so I can spend some time. So I pick a random time, and I go, all right, Sarah was going to Poughkeepsie. I go, 
I'll see you later. I love you. I'm going to go down to ground zero and just have myself a time, maybe take some photos and really okay. have an experience. I leave, get on the subway. Uh-oh. Subway's taken forever. I got to go all the way back to Queensboro, uh, whatever, Astoria Boulevard, uh-huh. waiting for the train. I text Sarah, fucking subway's a nightmare. Don't, I didn't miss this. Yeah, terrorist. Sit on the train. Finally, I get the train. Now it's running express all the way to Queensboro Plaza. I get a text from Sarah. Are hey, you still on the train? Uh-oh. I go, what? And as I go to text back, I get a call from Sarah. Oh, I hate a call. I go, hello? And she goes, hey, uh, oh, hold on. Yeah, okay, hold on. Where, where are you? And I go, I'm on the train going to the city. What? What's the matter? What's happening? She goes, uh, hold on. All right, never mind. Forget it. I love oh, you. Oh, my God. This is your worst nightmare. And I go, what the fuck is this? This is your 9-11. So then I, I'm sitting on the train going, what the fuck is happening? And then I text her and go, did someone come by the house? It was one of my co-stars uh, came by with a singing telegram uh, to say that's a rap and sing flash dance, dance for me, sing for me. She was dressed like a, some crazy dinosaur or something like that. The uh, cast all chipped in, bought me a singing telegram, what? and they came to my house with what? one of the stars of the movie uh, who lives way out in Brooklyn. She uh, came all the way to Queens to come it. to my house. With a, uh, and this lady, and they ended up shooting a video. My wife got to watch my gift, uh, and I go, "Why didn't you say watch. something?" I would have jumped out of the train and jogged home. Wow! And then I hate surprises. Just say, "Hey, keep them there, or be home, or whatever." And they got there. I said three thirty ish. She got there right at three twenty eight or something like that. Uh, and now I'm an asshole. A, I, I missed my. I didn't get a proper rap. Then I missed my big rap gift from the cast. And I feel like a dick because this person came an hour on the subway Ah. with some singing lady, and I missed all of it. And it's funny because what happens is it ends up like you did me a disservice because instead of feeling good and have my spirits lifted, I was in like a deep depression (laughs) for like 28 hours because I'm like, I feel like an asshole. I'm rude. And but it's not my fault, and this is why surprises suck. Right. And I, I was like, at least text my wife and say, keep them here. Yes. And we could have had the classic '80s sitcom where I'm like, all right, I'm leaving. She's like, you can't. And I'm like, what? Right. Why? She's like, because the subway's broken. Yeah, yeah. The subway's exactly. broken. What do you mean? Well, it's it's raining out. Yeah, the city's on fire. You gotta yeah. stay in. I think though, I can't believe you're a smart chap. You got a nice big forehead. I think it's strange you didn't put this together. Well, what I thought was like maybe, and here's the thing. So this executive producer, her grandmother lives in Astoria. And mm. years ago, she works with the director. She brought me a watch. Like she, she was in the neighborhood. Jeez, what are you, a cop? So I was like, well, you got the watch too. Oh, that watch. Yeah. Yes, so yes, yes. I was yes. like, maybe she's going to come by with a gift. Maybe there's a package coming. I didn't think a Watchmen. human being was going to come with another human being and sing for me in this nice gesture <laughs> that everyone had put together. Plus, you forget, because we were texting at 11 o'clock, like, hey, sure. you're going to be home. And I went, yeah, I'm going to be home. All right, well, whatever that was. And yeah. then, you know, hours pass, and you work out, you have sex, you, you know, you call your mother, you have sex with her. Sure. And so by the time it was over, I was like, I, I was, it wasn't even on my mind to be uh, like, wait, should I wait till 3.30? Right. And so I missed the whole thing, and I had to... And it's just such a bummer because you're like, that's never going to happen again. There's no repeating that. 
And then they send you a video, but that's even more. I couldn't even get through the video uh, because I was like, oh, this would have been such an amazing surprise well, and beautiful. We, I mean, I don't know much about singing telegrams because it's not 1941, but is it like a lady with a little fez on going, hey, Joe List, we love you to death. The movie was awesome. Uh, touch your breast or whatever. That's like, exactly it. Oh, that would have been something. I got the video and they're in my house and you're just like, ah, oh, shit. Wow, can we send the video to the Patreon? Maybe we'll put it on the Patreon. Put it on the I'll Patreon. put it on the Patreon. Join the Patreon to see the singing telegram. But also, the other thing is, like, the woman that came, who's an actor in the movie, is very nice. I like her. We're, we're friendly now. But in reality, you're, you're home. You're missing the cast. You're like, I'm never going to see these people uh-huh. again. I miss uh-huh. them. And I went and got to see one of them for a few minutes and going, hey, oh, my God, it's so good to see you. Can yeah, you believe we're back? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so you, I just missed this whole thing. I felt like such a chooch. And then, uh, then I get to ground zero, and now I'm, like, devastated that I missed this thing. Yeah. And I'm, all, I'm crying. I'm upset. And people are like, did you lose someone to 9-11? I'm like, no, I missed a singing telegram. Yeah. I missed a lady dressed as a dinosaur singing a nursery rhyme at my front door. And I, I couldn't even enjoy, not enjoy, that's the wrong word, whatever, connect to the 9-11-ness because mm. I was missing my dinosaur lady. It's a shame you don't have a ring camera. Wouldn't that, that be mean? nice? Those ring cams—you have the camera on your doorbell. That way, you could have seen uh, Patty the, the the Stegosaurus come up with her <laughs> with her fucking uh, book of songs, and she could have done a whole tune for you right in the ring cam. You could have been on the train and watched it. I guess so, but it still would have sucked me home. I just I, I hate that they weren't like, well, just make sure you're there till three thirty because something's happening. Right, right. But right. it would have paid off, and I'd been home, and then whatever. But then I'm like, I could have been fucking my wife or right, whatever, right, right, or mom, and then. This nice lady has to go back and be like, your friends are going to go, oh, you're doing that telegram thing. Let me know how that goes. She comes back three hours later like, how? oh, we missed it. Uh, we didn't do it. The lady killed herself. It's a whole thing. It was very upsetting, but also sweet. And I have to just, and this is the problem is like, I have a, such a hard time connecting with uh, love and feeling how people feel. You know, we, we have the same thing. I think, I think everyone hates me. My baseline is like, everyone's mad at me. Sure. I suck. Nobody likes me. And so it was this gesture to be like, no, no, we like you. We think yeah, you're great. Yeah. And I missed it. But it's, instead of going, how sweet they came, I can't stop. I was obsessing about it. I'm like, I fuck, I'm an asshead. This is a fascinating series of events with your mind, their mind, and all the psychology behind it. And it, it's... It's so funny that it went the other way. It ruined you. I know. Well, you know what it is? It's like when you're like, um, it's like if someone was like, you're not thinking about, a movie's a weird example because we're talking about a movie, but it's like if someone was like, hey, Mark, uh, Martin Scorsese's making a movie and we want you to audition. And you're like, he asked for you specifically. So you're like, whoa, okay, great. Yeah. And then you don't get it. Sure. Had you weren't one. even thinking about being in a Martin Scorsese uh, movie, and now all you can think about is, I didn't get this thing, and if they hadn't called, you would never even thought to be in it. Curb your uh, curb your enthusiasm. Like Curb. Yeah. So it's like it wasn't like I was thinking, like, oh, I wish people would come over and sing to me. That's interesting. So now I'm like, if they hadn't done anything, I would have just been, like, normal. Right, but where are you at on this old trope, the uh, it's better to have loved than lost. Yes. Than to never have uh, queefed at all. Yeah, but I didn't love and lose. I guess I, I mean, I love these people and they love me. And you love the, uh, the telegram. So there's, there's some loving and some losing and uh, mostly sadness. I'm over it now and I'm fine. But like for that day, I mean, I was inconsolable. 
Yeah. What's that? You got the time over oh, there? Oh, yeah. Well, 81 minutes. That can't be right. What does that say, Chuck? Uh, 20, 29, 30. Oh, we're at 30 minutes Sorry, already? I'm dyslexic. Gee! Oh, I thought it said 81. Okay. We're 31 minutes into this podcast? Well, we better do oh, these Jesus. mids. Yeah, that took a lot longer than I thought. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Well, do we I really suck? went down the, uh, you the hate me? singing telegram dickhole. Fuck, did I ruin the show? Tuesday's story is brought to you by Raycon. You can't control the vibes outside the world. Sometimes they're groovy, sometimes they stink. But you groovy. can control the vibes that go in your head. How? Raycon earbuds. I love Raycon. I got them sitting right over there. I should be wearing them right now. But... They fit great, they sound great, they feel great, they look great. You gotta get on it. They got the uh, the new everyday earbuds. They look, feel, and sound better than ever. They've got shiny new look and optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit. You get three sound profiles to make sure everything you're listening to sounds just right with just the right amount of bass. You got pure mode for podcasts, you got balanced mode for uh, rock and heavy metal, and you got bass mode for hip hop, EDM, and reggae. That's my uh, my gay friend Ray. They're also all new awareness mode for when you need to listen to your surroundings. Instead, Raycons offers eight hours of playtime and a thirty-two hour battery life. There's also a built-in mic, and you can take calls on your earbuds at the press of a button. It's Pretty really, good. Really fizzling. And with a 45-day happiness guarantee, you have no reason not to try. Tell them how, fatty. Right now, you Tuesdays can get 15% off all their products just for being our listeners. Just go to buyraycon.com slash Tuesdays. That's it. You'll get 15% off your order. That's 15% off at buyraycon.com slash Tuesdays. One more time, buyraycon.com slash Slash Tuesdays. Yeah. That was fun. Want me to start the next one? No, I got it. Tuesday right. Story is also brought to you by Blue Chew. I love Blue Chew. This shit works. This shit is good. I keep one on me just in case I run into my uncle. It's the best stuff. You can chew it. It works fast. It's never failed. It's good stuff. Why not just keep one on you just in case you never know an old Papa Giorgio is not going to come to the ball. Get more confidence in the bedroom. Blue Chew's tablets offer the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable form. If you don't like swallowing pills, this is for you. Works fast. Take it day or night. Save a ton of money compared to the other name brands. You got that right. Blue Chew's an online prescription service. No doctor. No waiting room. Talk to a licensed medical provider. Get a prescription online. Ships right to your door in a discreet package. Tell them how to get that harder package. Special offer just for the gays. Visit BlueChew.com and get your shipment free, your first shipment free, when you use our special code TUESDAYS. Just pay $5 shipping. That's it, 5 bucks. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code TUESDAYS, to try it for free. Tuesday's story is also brought to you by... Sheath. That's two things I'm using right now. A sheath and blue chew. Both are in me. Look at that. Bam, baby. Got oh, your sheath love right the there. Sheath. We love the sheath. Sheath's the best. Keeps your balls off your leg. You got two pouches. One for your schlong. One for your cods. Put the ammo separate from the gun. The Jews and the Palestinians support them because they're supporting your genitals. They look sexy. They feel sexy. I love mine. The lady loves mine. I walk around the neighborhood and the playground. Everybody seems to really get a rise out of it. The idea for Sheath came from its founder, U.S. Army soldier Robert Patton. He's a good egg. I did his podcast. He was all over Iraq. Support this veteran-owned company. Best in the biz. He's a Tuesday himself. 
and they're just great undies. I only wear them now. Yeah, I love the sheath. Uh, we love the sheath. We love old Bobby Pat. Go to sheathunderwear.com and order with promo code TUESGAYS to get 20% off your first order and Sheath Underwear's 100% money-back guarantee. That's sheathunderwear.com, promo code TUESGAYS. Get Sheath Underwear and let them support your balls. All right. All right. I didn't realize that we have been talking for so I thought we were 10 minutes in. I don't, are you all right? You sure you're not late with the thing? Well, we went off on Ellen for about 20 minutes. Oh, yeah, there's the Ellen, the other thing. Yeah, yeah. started that last, so that's the closest to when you guys Okay, got All it. All right. All right. Tell them some stuff, because uh, I, I got more, but I, I went too long with this stuff. Uh, no, I get it. I, uh, I had a bad woo-woo. Woo-woo? Remember the woo-woo? No, I don't know the woo-woo. Oh, you know the woo-woo. We did a whole woo-woo up. Woo-woo. What is this woo-woo? Not woo-woo. I'm talking woo-woo-woo. I don't know what it means. What uh, are we talking about? You know the woo-woo. I, I remember that you put the front up. I don't Chuck knows the woo-woo. Everybody knows the woo-woo, but you-you. It was the name of that episode. It was the name. Woo-woo, it made the like, title. Wuhan? Woo-hoo. Woo-woo. 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 Like, I know boo-boo. I don't remember woo-woo. Honey, I've been away a long time. They didn't come up there and tell me. I don't shine shoes no more. What are we talking about? Yeah, boy, you've been out of it. You've been in the Berkshires uh, shining yeah. shoes. Woo-hoo. That's when you're nervous? You're, you're dizzy? <laughs> no, the police? No. The, uh, you know, you go. Oh, wait, I got it. I got it. I got it. The airport hey, thing. You go to the airport and make you put your hands go. up. The, the woo-woo. Had a okay. bad woo-woo. I wish you had said that. The woo-woo. The woo-woo. Yes. Yeah, sorry. I didn't say the inflection right. Woo-woo. So I, uh, I'm flying out to... Colorado, baby, for Red Rocks, one of the biggest events of my comedy life, one of the coolest. I mean, I've done Carnegie Hall, I've done The Garden, I've done um, The Comedy Cellar, but woo-woo, I mean, the the, the Red Rocks is really something special. Yes, I've been on the stage, but during the day with you, with a hike and walk around there, never never performed there. I mean, that's quite a thing. It's a thing. It's a magical place. Uh, Bert Kreischer was nice enough to let me open. He could have used anybody. It's very thrilling. I really appreciate it. This guy's a—he's a big name now. He's a celeb. He's—he's he's selling this thing out. He's supposed to sell it out with somebody else, like a co-headline, just to make sure they could do it. And the guy backed out, so it was all on his fat shoulders, and he had to do it, and he did it. So wow. kudos to him. So he's shirtless. I fly in Colorado. He's like, get here a day early. Let's really milk it. Fly out on Tuesday, shows on Wednesday, get there, we're in this amazing bungalow, there's fire pits and all this cool shit, hot tubs and picnic tables and the beautiful scenery, the clouds, the mountains. It looks like a Bob Ross out there. What's a bungalow exactly? I don't know. It's like a cabin, but gayer. You know, it's like a, it's like a cute cabin. But I picture those, the pink cup roof. Is that Cup a bungalow? Roof. Cup roof? You know, like, the, like, a, like a porcelain, like a, a flower pot. You know those roofs in California? Oh! The little orange half circle things? Yeah, is that, that a bungalow? That's a Spanish-style bungalow. Yeah, Spanish. Maybe I'm using the wrong word. This is more of a little chalet, Timothy? Maybe. Chalamet? Chalamet. That's who I wanted to play me in the movie, but oh, evidently he looks well, too cute or whatever. You wish. Come on. <laughs> That kid's fuckable. Well, they could jack up his teeth a little, That's shave true. his head back so it's long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we um, talked about this before. A little gangly. But uh, 
So it's a bungalow. It's a bungalow chalet cabin. I picture the sun comes in a lot in the Ooh, bungalow. You better believe it. It's got a fireplace. It's got a deer head on the wall. It's got a black guy. It's a, you know what I'm talking about. It's uh it's bungalows don't have deer on the thing. All right, maybe maybe bungalow is out. I think it's a cabin or a chalet. It looks like where you'd ski. Okay, a lodge. Lodge. It's lodging. Maybe it's a lodge. Lodge. Uh-huh. Lodge. Lozenge. Yes. Robert Laja. So we go there. It's beautiful. Bert's like, hey, it's just good vibes. You know, you're just out in the open air. That sun is in your dick and you're feeling good. And, you know, you start drinking immediately. And then uh, we go out to dinner. We go to some fucking steakhouse where the, the table is built with wood and the guy built it behind the bar. And all. It's, a, it's all rickety. It's like it's like branches, you know? Oh, yeah. And uh, they're like, oh, the Grateful Dead fucked a dead guy here or whatever it is. And But either way, we get there. It's great. But the woo-woo on the way there. Bad woo-woo. Bad woo-woo. So I, I, I'm, you know, sleepy. It's early. I get in the woo-woo, woo-woo. And these airports are, it's like the stock market over there now. They're just like crazy. Papers are flying and kids are screaming and all kinds of shit. Uh, Delta. And I get in the woo-woo and it's, it does it again, just like last time. Well, you're all red in here. Mm. And so it's this. I know what that's about. It's this short white lady, like tat, neck tattooy kind of special K meth white lady, intervention lady, and a big big Hispanic guy, big like chief from uh, Cuckoo. Yeah, he's at the woo woo. So Cuckoo I get woo-woo. through, and this this white lady's like, you know, she's like pushing people through. All right, all right, but she's having one of these conversations with her employees while getting people through, and she's annoying. She's like, that bitch told me about like she's kind of. She's trash. Uh-huh. She's like a little white trash. Sure. So I'm getting the woo-woo, and then uh, she's like, this fucking bitch told me. I told that bitch I'll kill her. I'll cut her up, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, oh, up, 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 up. She sees the the, the screen, and she goes, up, up. Well, he's gotta, she's got to pat you down. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Let's just do this. And I look at the screen, and it's all right here. It's all in the uh, herpy area. You can see the screen? I look at the screen every time. I want to know where I'm glowing. Where's the screen? I don't it's right know behind the you. screen. It's up on the woo-woo, but you walk out of the woo-woo and pass it. I look back. I oh, want to know where I'm I at. I don't go through the woo-woo because I'm pre-checked. Ah, I got to get pre-checked because I'm, I'm having real woo-woo issues. Yeah, you got a bad woo-woo and uh, you got to don't poo-poo the TSA. Yeah, yeah, well, I don't know what to do, do, but uh, I get out of there and she goes, uh, whoop, 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 he's going to have to pat you down. And this big guy's like, sorry, man, like I got to go in this area. And I, I do my old joke. Well, careful. I got a huge penis. Yeah. And then she goes, what the fuck? Why would you ever say that? That shit ain't funny. You got to stop playing. You got to stop playing. And I was like, oh, I don't have a, I don't have a big penis. <laughs> I, like, I totally backed her. I was like, I'm just joking. I'm joking. I have a small penis. And the guy's putting the gloves on. He's like, ugh. And I'm like, dude, it was a joke. I'm sorry. I forgot you can't make jokes at an airport. Small penis. No circumcised. And he goes... Reggie, and this Uh-oh. the gayest man on the planet, 18 earrings, he's got the fucking whole get-up on, 20 bracelets, uh, shaved head with blo- the peroxide blonde. Peroxide? That's what they, they dye the peroxide to get it super white. Like that hydrogen white. peroxide? I think that's what they use to... Yeah, he's, that's how you get that really? white hair. Yeah. They it's get, all like foamy? They get all the color out. No, no, they just get the color out. He's, he's, he's bleach blonde. Oh, wow. Okay. 
So he goes, ha! Huh? I was like, what's this? What's going on here? I mean, he turned like a velociraptor, like, you know, and uh, he was doing something over there, and they were like, Reggie, you got to come check this guy out. I'm like, what? This is the procedure? You're scared uh, to go downtown on me, so you're getting the gay guy for safety? Because he's, he's cool with dicks. This guy's not cool with dicks. Yeah, it feels weird. It's like if a woman was getting uh, frisked, and they were like, hey, Bill. Come over here. Oh, like it should be. Yes, it should be someone you know, someone who doesn't like dicks, right? Yeah, but they their mentality was he's good with dicks. <laughs> he should get in there. But I would argue we're all good with dicks, just our dick. Yeah, I mean a dick's not hard. You just kind of move it to the yeah. side if you're checking underneath. But he better not be too good, or he's gonna be seeing your goo goo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna shoot some goo goo on him, but. Uh, so he's like, mm. so he puts all his shit on, you know, he's got 28 gloves and bracelets and he comes over and he's like, woo, baby, you know, he's, he's making a meal out of this. And the, the big fat, uh, Hispanic guy looks at me, he's like, sorry, man, sorry, man. And this white lady's just like, you fucked up now. You fuck. And it's almost like a weird punishment. They, they bring in this Reggie guy to, to really, to show you, like, hey, you fucked up. This is like prison. I don't know. This is kind of what kind of operation are they running? I'm in Oz over here. The guy bent me over. I dropped the soap. He had his way with me. Assumed the position. It was the wild. I'm like, it's eight in the morning. I'm getting felt up by the gayest man on the planet. This this white lady's yelling at me. The uh, Hispanic guy's like saying sorry, and she keeps going. Like he's feeling me up hardcore. And he's put on he put on Rain and Man like put music on like he he really brought the house down. What airport is this? <laughs> Newark. I gotta get a ticket. I mean, this yeah. sounds like a I delight. Mean, if you want to get off, go to Newark and talk about your dick, and they will woo woo your ass all day long. Oh my but, god! But then the security or the, uh, the 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 head lady. What do you call her? The the superior. <laughs> he was the head man. But what do you call that lady? You know the the boss, the supervisor. Supervisor. Yes. She comes up with a clipboard, and because we're getting, we got a fucking Orlando nightclub over here, and then we got the white lady carroning and yelling, and then the Hispanic guy's going, oh, oi, oi, boys, Dios, or whatever, Cayavon, uh, Dios, whatever he's saying. And so the supervisor comes over and goes, what is going on over here? And the, the blonde lady goes, this motherfucker's making jokes. He's making bad jokes. He's inappropriate. And she goes, hey, shut up. And I was like, yeah! Wow. And then I get finally done. I pull my pants up. I'm bleeding. We sop it up. And then I, I walk away, and I'm like putting my shit on. Like, geez, I feel violated. And the uh, Hispanic guy walks over and goes, sorry about that, man. And then I left. Well, a lot of nice apologies from the Latina fellow. No, he was great. He was great. He was just a little... He's a normal guy. He was just a little perturbed by the whole situation. But it was it was a scene, man. We had a disco ball going, and the, the, guy, the gay guy was on roller skates. It was a lot. Wow. I, I like Reggie. I'm going to start flying out of Newark just to see what all the Reggie's well, about. Tell him I said hi. He knows me. Wow. It sounds like a Zuzu. <laughs> Trooper. So, uh, Zuzu's pedals. So, yeah, then we get to Red Rocks, and then just the night, of the, we, we go out hard. May shows up. We drink hard in Burke's room. <laughs> shows up. <laughs> it comes by. We drink hard in the, uh, the, the chalet, the bungalow, the lodge, the cabin, and we're drinking hard. Oof. And uh, we pass out in our in our bed. Fire's going. The birds chirping. You see a deer. There's a deer. You know, it's it's that 
Rustic. Oh, so you're in the country. We are. We're like an. You land in Denver. You drive an hour and a half. Yes. Which is always a bitch. But what are you going to do? Even if you're going downtown, you drive an hour and a half. Right. In that fucking place. Yeah, good point. So it hits me. I wake up first day. Chalet. I'm gay. The worst hangover ever had in my life. Uh, and I'm like, what is this? I had a couple of white claws, maybe a tequila or two, a beer. And I'm like, ah, it's beyond bad. And she has to get up and start working, and she's, she's fine. But I'm like, ah, altitude poisoning. Ah, uh, the altitude poison. Again. That's what they call it. They call it altitude poison? Altitude sickness? That's something. Okay. Poison doesn't sound right. That's a band. Either yeah, way. Fantastic. Yeah. Are they? Yeah, they got a the couple. Everybody, uh, every rose has its thorn. You got girls, girls, girls. Uh, talk dirty to me. I thought nothing. Was, uh, guns and Roses. But apart. Um, okay. No, that's poison. Okay. Well, so luckily the lady goes, hold on. I thought about this. She brought out a little dropper. Boop, boop. Chlorophyll. Chlorophyll. It cures it. I popped a few of those. I tell Bert goes, let's get breakfast. Everybody's got a hangover thing. You put an ice cube on your toe, well, it cures a hangover. This, you fucking eat a plant, and you get a hangover. This ain't you hangover. watch Seinfeld. This is altitude. Oh, altitude. I forgot about the altitude. We're in a different ball game here, forgot about the altitude, right. Yeah, so, boop, boop. And I'm like, oh, I feel, I mean, I'm still wrecked, but I'm like, I can walk now at least. Okay. So then they the door knocks. Cute little lady with an apron comes in. She goes, here's your breakfast. They just hand you breakfast. She made it in the kitchen. It's all hands-on. It's all mom and pop. It's adorable. So there's someone living in your bungalow? No, no. cooks for you? She popped in. Who popped in? The the cook. There's a cook in the bungalow? I thought you rented a house. No, no. It's a big resort kind of thing. Oh, I see. Not resort, but it's a big operation. They got a lobby. They got a bar. They got a restaurant. I'm so confused. Because that bungalow, I thought it was like a house. Like you guys got a house together. We all got a bunch of bungalows next to each other on this lot of I land. see, I see. And then there's a, there's the uh, kitchen with employees yes, that bring you the yes, stuff. Oh, this is delightful. It's right on a creek. It was really something. So Bert goes, come to breakfast. And I go, I, I, I don't think I can move. He goes, well, come out here. I'll help you out. IVs! Wow. He's got 18 IVs set up. They're all hanging on the bag, the yellow bags on the, on the metal poles and Eight guys, you know, the crew guys and the guys I was drinking with last night, they all go, hey, get in here. Oh, oh boy, I feel, oh, it's cold. Oh, you can feel it. I'm like, light me up. Poison so, IV. Yeah. So they they uh, get that vein going. Some big guy named Juan, he sticks me with a 12-inch needle. Woo-wee. I'm back. I'm 100%. He goes, you want some of this? I go, put that in. You want some of that? Put that in. And uh, we go do Red Rocks. It's unbelievable. I'm freaking out. Here's the cool thing about Red Rocks. Jimmy Buffett does it on Tuesday. Sells it out, of course. Kills it. Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Yeah, come Monday. Then Wednesday, Bert does it. Then Thursday, Jimmy Buffett does it again. Wow. And I said, why do you do that? And they go, he needs a voice break. Right. Yeah, he works Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. There you go. He, he really figured it out. I love this he man. Did. And they slide comedians in. That's what they do. Uh-huh. We pipe them in for these off nights. Ah, because you don't need to load in and load out. It's just one guy. So I'm on stage looking behind me. It's Buffett's equipment. It's, it's, wow. it's legendary. I'm standing next to Jimmy Buffett's guitar and, and boxes and crates and drums and all this shit. You know I'm a parrot head. Huge parrot I know. head. I'm a parrot. 
So the show was great. I was trembling. This guy Dave Williamson goes on. Trembling. He's he's hilarious. I was so nervous. So we get the IVs. Bert gets an award because you get an award if you sell out Red Rocks. Like six guys can do this. Six comics. You get an award. You get like a little plaque. Oh, that's nice. Do yeah. they give it to you in front of the crowd? No, backstage. Oh, okay. All I backstage. See. I, I got you. So there's catering. The whole thing is just a magical, magical event. And uh, Bert goes out there and just well, Dave Williamson killed. I had a good set. Bert just he's got a presence. These guys they do comedy for sixty one years. You can see it. He comes out there and he just. Rips that shirt off, and the place went nuts. And he's just wow. looking up into these mountains with the sea of 10,000 people. And the lights are cool looking. The Buffett gear behind you. Ripping it. Telling stories. And then he brings his wife out, and they love her. They go nuts for her. The whole thing's insane. God, this is good living. That guy, he lives well. He lives. He lives, baby. He eats like an animal. He drinks like a fish. But, man, is he living while he's here. And uh, just great time. Then he does the whole thing. He brings everybody out. And I brought. I, I looked at May. I was like, you know, like, oh, you have nothing fun. to do with this, but you come too. Sure. So she got a nice shot out there. We took a photo with the crowd behind you. The whole thing's magic. And uh, then, we, of course, we partied up that night. And the cool thing about these gigs is no one talks about is the Sprinter van ride to the, to the Red Rocks is a half hour. Right. And you're just... I feel alive. Hey, hey. You know, we're all pumping, and you got drinks going. You're pre-gaming, and you, you're getting, it's like a football game where the team's getting amped up before the game. God, it's fun. Oh, it was a magical evening. And then, then we, we, we do that. We party all night. Wake up the next day. The IVs are back out there. I'll show you photos. I don't know if we can put photos on the Patreon. But I have us all like by the can. fire pits at noon just doing more IV. We got IVs two days in a row. And Bert was so generous and... Uh, paid for everything, and then he got barbecue shipped in, and blah blah blah. And uh, we partied again. We went, then we saw Jimmy Buffett. We went to the Buffett wow. concert. It's really a spectacle. It really is uh, this amazing American tradition. He's been doing it for years, and I'm not even a huge Jimmy Buffett fan. Like it never spoke to me. But boy, do you get in it. So then the guy goes, one of the crew guy goes, I got shrooms, and I go. So he hands them over, the lady does them, and we are just, ah! I mean, the visuals, the sound, the love, just the love. Love the love. I mean, those shows are so fun. I mean, I always love the idea, because we would go every year, this idea of like, all right, we got to rent an RV, dress it up like a pirate ship, everybody's got to get eye patches and birds, and we got to look like pirates. How come? Ah, Jimmy Buffett's coming to town. Let's all dress up like fucking sharks and pirates. Yes. I mean, it's the most fun. It's the happy. I've talked about it before, I'm sure, on the podcast, but it's the best party I've ever been to. I I got a million stories, and I'm sure I've shared them all before, but it's such a fun vibe, and people don't even go to the show. They just hang out in the parking lot all night. Yes. And it's just a a beautiful thing. I think he's the most underrated songwriter. I get so much shit for it, but he's a fucking beautiful man and a beautiful writer, and uh, I just love him. Little guy. Comes out, he's about four foot one. He's bald and everything. Oh, yeah. He's sexy. No shoes. The whole thing. Yes. And uh, it's so fun. I mean, I just, I I love it. I love those times. I've probably told the story. I was in an RV. This guy just invited us in. It's the most friendliest play. I mean, this is like, this would cure all the world's problems. Oh, I know. You can have you know Jews and Palestinians, the cops and the blacks, all just go to a Buffett concert. It'll all be taken care of. It's so true. People are running around in shark costumes, and he'll he he's got like one guy in the front row, and the guy goes, 
114 times. That's how many shows he's seen. Right. You know, they're they're obsessed. They make it a family thing. There's kids there just driving up the mountain. You see all these families all decked out, grass skirts, hula shit, uh, shark hats. It was really something special. And... Uh, just a, a great night, and the shrooms peaked right for a cheeseburger in paradise, and the place goes nuts. The only downfall of these concerts is every now and then you get a glance at the security guy, and he's like... No, they hate it. Yeah, it's a miserable time. They can't toe tap or anything. They nothing, get fired. Nothing. But it takes you out of it. You're like, I got to stop looking at that fucking uh, Asian guy with the neck tattoo, because he is not enjoying this. No, it's not his night. He's not excited, but... Uh, you know, I was at the, a show one time in Anaheim, and uh, I, this guy led us into his house, and he had a, one of those big Gatorade buckets. You know, they dump it on the coach yeah. with Captain Coke. So we were just making it, and I was drunk and telling a story, and I knocked over the whole thing. Just like uh, three gallons of Captain Coke all over his floor. And, you know, I'm from Boston. I'm drunk. I'm waiting to get a fight. I was like, oh, we're going to be in a fist yeah. fight. We're going to have to fight our way out of it. The guy's like this. That's nothing. That's no problem. Honey, we lost a uh, barrel. And she came out. She had two towels. Just starts cleaning it up. He opens his cabinet. His whole cabinet is just handles of Captain wow. Morgan and two liters of Coke. He just made a fresh one. He's like, get yourself a fresh one, buddy. Don't sweat it. And I was wow. like, oh, my God. And the floor is all sticky. He's like, who gives a shit? Wow. Magical. I got dropped off there one time. Derek and I went. And he had to go to work. He just dropped me off. For like five hours, I was like, I'll be fine. By myself, I just hung out with all these people. By the time he cut back, I was with like 22 people. Look at that. I'm like, this is Steve. This is Big Pete. This is Julie. That's Cheryl. Her tits are weird. This yep. guy blew me. And sure. It's, ama- it's an amazing vibe and a great, great show. And it's just the best. And I love it. It was really, It's really something special. And you don't want it to end. And then when it did end, like you'd go buy a beer at the beer stand. And you'd... You get a guy's got you in a headlock. He's like, "Where are you from, motherfucker?" Ah, and it's all good times, you know. Well, and then I had they had all these things where you show your tits for a margarita, and uh-huh. then there was these one. I, I've told this story before, I know, but there's like a bunch of old ladies, and it said, "Peek at your pecker for a pina colada." Ooh. And I kept just showing them my dick and getting back in line, and they kept making me fresh drinks. <laughs> I spent like a half hour just in line showing my dick, and they were all like, "Look, it's so small. He's got herpes. What a fag!" Yes, it yes, was fun. Good time. Then you married her. But uh, yeah, great times. Really, something special. Drove back to the bungalow, and then you, you, or the chalet, or the lodge, or the cabin, and you get drunk more. And then reality sets in. Like the shrooms start wearing down, and then you go, oh, "It's five. My flight's at eight. The airport's an hour away. I got to leave at six. And you're just like, bah. yeah, that sucks. So I just start packing, and then it's just kind of like, oh yeah, reality sucks. We're back in real life. Car comes, drive to the airport, and you went from like, ah, I got a parrot on my head, you know, I got a mouthful of puss and all this, and then you, you, the, the, the alarm, beep, 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 and now I'm yeah. in an Uber, like, oh, that's the at worst. the uh, Denver airport, flying to Albany, hit a layover, get to Albany, did two shows, sold merch, fucking did a meet and greet, great shows. And fucking crap. I fell asleep for like 11 hours. Wow. Yeah, yeah it's always hard to uh, come down. All good things, they come to an end. It's they do. It's a weird thing. But then you're like, all right, back to my regular life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is pretty good. It's just that shift from like high to, to regular is tough. Yeah, I'm dealing with this now. I'm still trying to get acclimated from, ha- we talked about it last week. I'm like hanging out with like 12 people every night. Right. Every night. My screen time went up 120% in one week. Yeah. I was looking at my phone like 45 minutes a day up there. I hate to say it, but like, 
Imagine if we could get, if we could all as a society, as a country, as a world, get back to that part. Yeah. The less screen, the less uh, phone, the less uh, social media. We'd, 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 we'd be happier. We'd live longer. I mean, the suicide is way up. Uh, anxiety is way up. Depression is way up. I don't know. I think it'd be better for everybody. Well, of course. Well, social media particularly, because I do text a lot. I text about 25, 30 people a day. I, yeah. got, a lot of, I got a lot of, I know a lot of people. Same, same. But uh, so where, where are we at? For t- I hate not knowing the time here. Do we have time for a couple more yarns? 57 oh, channels and nothing's on. Well, <laughs> can I do it? Can I throw something out quick? Please. Because I had quite a day yesterday. I'll just throw it out there. I'll shove it right up your ass. Please. Because I had one of those special, special days. So a few weeks ago, a couple months ago, we're making this movie. We're planning to make the movie. And we're shooting it all during the U.S. Open. Now, you know me. I'm a big oh, tennis cunt. Boy. I go to all the tournaments, uh, Roland Garros and the other one, Indian Wells. And every year for... I don't know how long now, 15 years. I go to the open a couple times, a couple day sessions, a couple night sessions. Got to be there. And it's killing me because last year there was a tournament. There's no people allowed. This year, I'm shooting this movie the exact two weeks of the tournament. And it's breaking my heart. I'm like, I can't miss another year. But we were scheduled to wrap on Friday. Sunday's the men's final. So I say to the director who makes a few bucks in his personal life. Sure. I say, hey, what if we went to the men's final? Djokovic's going to be going for the record. It's going to be the big year. This, this culmination, he's going to win the, the Grand Slam. He's going to win all four events. He's going to pass Nadal and Federer to become the greatest of all time. Let's go. Yeah. He goes, great, we'll try to do that. I get the email because I follow all the email. All I get is tennis emails all fucking day. They go, tickets go on sale tomorrow if you have an Amex card. Oh. So I text this person's person and say, hey, you got an Amex card? Let's get on it. Yada, yada, long story short, we get fourth row, like baseline, for the U.S. Open men's final. So we're pushing each other in the bushes. I'm doing Scott Hamilton backflips. I can't believe it. I'm so pumped. I've never been to such, I've been to two World Series clinchers, which was amazing. But a one-on-one event, it's like a prize fight. Djokovic's going to become the greatest of all time. And we're sitting right in the fucking blow-me seats. You can't even believe what you got going on. Looking forward to it for weeks. So excited. Wow, BMS. We got the uh, we got the tickets. We're all excited. It happens to be Louis's birthday. Oh! It's his birthday. We're going to the US Open oh! men's final. We're in box D. Oh! It's insane. We got box seats. He's not allowed to have a birthday. It's wild. So we're like, "Oh my god, this is going to be amazing." We're we're making a plan. I got a box of yodels I give him to his first birthday. I put a candle in it. It was quite wow. sweet. Um, re-gifting Chris's yodels to, to Louie, but whatever. I go, happy birthday. I put together a video of all the fun we had on the movie. I put some music to it. You got to see it. It'll touch your heart. Uh, yeah, I got like me. Randy touch Newman, me. Feels Like Home, Flash Dance. I put together quite a video. I'll put that on the Patreon eventually years from now. You got a friend in me. Anyway, so we get in the car. Of course, he's late. We're in traffic. It's like making me crazy. I'm like, I would have been there at 1 p.m. You know me. I would have yep. been there you know, at 11 a.m. fucking camped out. Don't tell Chuck. We get there. Uh, you know, because I think if you're late, you're a piece of shit. But so I go down there. We go to our seats. And it's like Seinfeld. You're like, we just keep going. We're walking and walking and walking. And so we sit down. And immediately I'm like, all right, c- contest. Who can spot the most celebrities? Which is fun Ooh, because he's a celebrity. Right. 
right away I'm like, there's Michael Bloomberg. I'm up one nothing. All right, all right. He goes, I think that's Spike Lee. I'm like, fuck, it's one one. You're right, it's Spike. Oh, you guys love volley. You're volleying. We're volleying, and then I go, all right, fuck, and he goes, uh, I got Alec Baldwin right here Ooh, behind the fuck. I go, fuck, all right, that's Alec Baldwin, shit. So he goes to get a, a snack. I come back. I go, I leapfrogged you. I got Christine Taylor and Ben Stiller right behind Baldwin. Oh, that's a doofer. So I take the lead. Then I'm talking to this lady. She goes, yeah, yeah, this is crazy. She's like chatting because everyone's chatting. We're in box seats. And so she goes, oh, I never come, blah, blah, blah. And I go, yeah, it's just fun seeing all the celebrities. And she goes, that's Brad Pitt in the what? Gilligan hat. Brad Pitt has got sunglasses on like a little Gilligan skipper hat. And I go, oh, I got Brad Pitt right here. And then next to him, I go, I think that's Brad Cooper. I called him Brad because I'm an actor now. Yeah. I go, that's Brad and Brad. I got, I got Cooper <laughs> and Pitt. So now I'm like out to a big lead. Woo-wee! And the whole time, and Brad Pitt, I can't stop looking at him. Of the course. Test, as soon as a point's played, I'm like, what's Brad doing? Is he clapping? Is he yes. watching? And he's right there. He's Brad Pitt. Wow, he's blowing Bradley Cooper. So it's Cooper and Pitt. And then it turns out DiCaprio was there, what? too. He was sitting behind Jeez, them. He's got, he's got the hat. Claire Danes is there. Henrik yeah. Lundqvist. Uh, I, I, I couldn't name a Claire Danes movie if you had made me. Uh, Broke Down Palace. Wasn't she in Romeo Juliet? Yeah, you that go. That was something. All right, I got a couple. Homeland. But anyways, so Claire Danes is there. It's B. It's Brad Pitt. It's Alec Baldwin, Ben Stiller, the whole gang, Bloomberg, Spike Lee, he stinks, Louie, and it's such a fun. But then, joke of it just gets blown out. I mean, he got crushed. It was what? insane. He, he lost never loses. In, he lost in two and a half hours. He got destroyed. And then Move. we're trying to hold on to the hope. Uh, Medvedev, this Russian kid, Dan- Daniil. Fucking Ruskies. So he just gets annihilated, and it's such a disappointment because these tickets, I don't even want to tell you how much they cost. Oh, God. More than a even. thousand? <laughs> a thousand. I mean, I'll tell you after off camera, because if I tell these people, they're going to take their own lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking like my parents' salary for these fucking tickets. Woo! Wild. So Yikes. we're sitting there, and now you, you have this big event, and you're like, this is going to be great. We're going to watch Djokovic get crowned the greatest of all time. The seats are just insane. You can't even believe it. And then he gets killed in like two and a half. You thought we were going to be there for four hours. Three set, just smoked. Wow. So we're a little disappointed. We're leaving. The sun is coming down. Pink skies. Beautiful. Walking over that bridge. Shea Stadium, whatever, City Field is all lit up. Yeah. And he, I go, oh, my God, it's Sunday Night Baseball. Mets, Yankees. <laughs> he goes, you want to go? Oh. And I go, it's up to you. I mean, you want to go? He's like, wow. it's my birthday. Fuck it. Let's go. What he, a city. He calls his assistant goes, look on StubHub. That <laughs> <laughs> was like a little trumpet. He goes, uh, look up. He tells his assistant, look up tickets for Joe and I. And I go, I grab him. I go, hey, surf's on me. Oh. So I go, uh, surf's on me. What the fuck does that mean? Surf's so up, Charlie. These waves are mine. I'm thinking a teen wolf. There you go. So I go to StubHub. Like, <laughs> I, I know about StubHub. I go row five, section 14, behind home plate. I don't want to tell you how much money I spent. Less, I go, less than the open. Oh, by like All right. 800% less. All right. I'm in the hundreds. He's in the thousands. I'll just Ooh, say that. So I go, I go, I'm buying us tickets. It's your birthday. Blow me. I'm going to shave your pubes and put them on my face like a mustache. Woo! I click purchase. As soon as I do it, I'm like, I could have flown to fucking Germany for that. But uh, whatever. Fuck the Germans. They killed the Jews. So it's like 7.15. We're walking the sunset, and we're going to tennis. We're going to Mets. Doubleheader. We go in there. Then this one's going to kill you. Oh, this God. one, you're going to befriend, uh, unfriend me. Oh, God. Woo-woo. I'm a little worried that we're not going to be friends anymore after uh, I tell you this. It's 
nervous. just get right into your gears and grind them and pull your asshole out and shove it up your mother's ass. You wait out Seinfeld? No. All right, all right. We go into the thing, the little Delta Club. Ooh, and, I love the club. Uh, everyone's got Corona. Club we, foot. We go in there, and uh, it's his birthday. We're all excited with jazz. And I go, give me two large fries, two slices of pizza, some tacos for him, a Coke, a, a foam finger, a T-shirt. I grab all this stuff. I'm like, You're like George. It's, it's a birthday. So I go, oh, come on. I pile it all up. And uh, they're like, whoa, 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 you owe money. I go, I thought this was free. And the guy goes, if only life worked like that. Oh, I go, boy. how much does it cost? He goes, it's 89 bucks in, in pizza, fries, beer, the whole thing. I pay for it. Then we take all of our stuff, all of our souvenirs oh, and shit, shit, down to the box seats. You just keep going and going. It's like a private entrance. We get down there. And the lady goes, uh, oh, welcome, welcome. This is, uh, it's like a different experience down there in these box seats. Yeah. Welcome. And, uh, it really course, is. Don't forget, this, you have complimentary food, ah! Shake Shack. And I go, complimentary food? Where's that? She goes, the whole stadium. With these tickets, you don't have to pay for anything. I go, what? I just spent 90 bucks. And she goes, no, no, that was a big mistake. You just scan your tickets. These are all inclusive. What? So I just donated $90 to the New York fucking Metropolitans. Oh, my I don't even God. like them. I hate this team. The I just Mets. gave them 90 bucks, And I'm like, can I get my money back? And she's like... Get your money back. What are you, insane? And uh, then the worst part is this piece of shit fat ass that was like, I wish life worked like that. Yes, it does it work, does like, work that. like that. It was it's, free. You come guzzling Nazi. What are you killing me? me. Uh, I don't mind spending 700 bucks on a pair of tickets for me and my buddy to have sure, a nice time. Sure. But giving 80 bucks when I didn't have to, I just gave him money for no reason. Uh, I got to get some air. I can't get over it. It's like missing uh, the same telegram. I missed the telegram and I gave money to someone that doesn't need the money. I wonder if that guy's counting that shit right now. Oh. Oh, baby, that fucking ruse. What an idiot. I rooked him. Oh, it sucked. But then, so then we go back, and there's like an ice cream bar. Everything's free, so we're getting ice creams. I got, I'm like, Costanza. I got ice cream all over my yes. face. What do you think of this move, by the way? All right. We're sitting there in the expensive seat. Everyone's a business owner or whatever. Louis eats an ice cream. He's a sloppy piece of shit. He's, He's got ice sloppy. cream all over. And so then, about two innings after the ice cream, some guy goes, hey, taps Louis. Here's a napkin. You got ice cream all over Ooh. your arm. That's rude, right? Yeah, it's pretty aggressive. And Louis's like, what? And he hated him. He wanted to leave. He's like, fuck this guy. And then <laughs> he's doing the thing where he's like too loud, where he's like, what an asshole. That was really rude. And the guy's like right here. It was so awkward. But you're like, it is a shit. It's like telling a woman to smile, but even worse. There's a way to do that. And it's not rude. You know, you're like, I guess. That's but you're like, what do you care if I have ice cream on my arm? Fuck off. Ah, maybe he'd want somebody to tell him if he had ice cream on his ass. I guess so. I suppose so. But it's but, not like it's in your teeth or something. Sure, it's on his sure. Arm. But anyways. Hold on, how do you get ice cream on your arm? How, how sloppy is he eating? He's got, well, a, he's got a, a cherry on his toe and then chocolate sauce on his knee. Like, you got to relax, Lucifer. Eh, it's his birthday. All right. So we watched the game. Beautiful game. Great game. Nationally televised. 7-6. Benches cleared. The whole thing. But uh, it's kind of like Goodfellas when he's like, with Tommy being made, it's like we are all being made. With someone's birthday, it's like it's everybody's birthday. Right, right. So it's I'm a, party. a fat piece of shit. It was a great time. I, I'm out of money now, but uh, what a day. Wow. Good what? life. Is that two sporting events in, a, in one evening? One evening. We watched wow. the U.S. Open Championship. We watched Sunday Night Baseball back to back right next to each other. My whole life's mission right now would be to get that money back. 
It was I brutal. I would have missed the whole game. I don't care if it's Babe Ruth comes back from the dead and uh, Don Mattingly uh, eat each other's ass. I'm like, I'm talking to that guy. I'm going, here's the pizza back. Here's this. No, you should have told me. Fuck you. I'm suing. Brutal. Just to, to spend, like I said, I don't mind wasting money, spending money, blowing money, losing money. But to spend it when you d- didn't owe it is brutal. Yeah, no, I've... That, that would kill me. Then I would almost throw that food out just to eat the free food. Right. Well, we got plenty of more free food. Great that, night. Great time. Yeah. It's a tough thing about appetites. Is uh, when you, when the food is free, you wish your you, your appetite never ended. But right. then poor people are like, I wish I didn't have an appetite. Yeah. But to each his anal. Anyways. This good, is something. Good stuff. Good story. There's more, but we're we're gonna come know, back. More we're too. gonna queef it up. We're gonna. Uh, you know, just right in your coffee. And uh, he's back. The movie's done. Hopefully, what, it comes out summer of 2041? I have no idea if it'll ever be out. I don't even think the cameras were rolling, honestly. I think it was a make-a-wish, but it was a good time. Sounds about right. Hey, we got to plug this thing. We did a October 5th. Ah. Royersford. You got that right. Live, Tuesdays with Stories. This time it's happening, October 5th. I think it's like the last outdoor event in the history of the show or no, whatever the Oh, baby. So Tuesdays, get down there. We'll have special guests, I'm sure. Hopefully Chuck can come. We'll tell him the wrong time so he gets there. And uh, oh, he didn't Chuck, laugh at that one. Chuck is going to Skankfest, I believe. Oh, are you? Perhaps. Oh, wow. That would be, be nice. All we'll right. figure all that out later. Uh, but anyways, yeah. Helium in Philadelphia, September 23rd to the 25th. I haven't been on stage in a month. I'm going to suck, but come down there. Sarah will be there. Comedy Castle, uh, September 30th through October 2nd. Then Bananas in New Jersey, October 8th and 9th. Portland Helium, uh, the 11th to the 13th of November. Then Zany Chicago, the following Gee, weekend, November 18th you got a through run. 20th. I mean, aside from Bananas, you got a real run in there. Yeah, it's exciting. Hell of a run. I'm all over the road here. Uh, West Palm Beach, Nashville, Zany's uh, Comedy Connection in Providence, uh, Rochester Comedy Club, uh, Funny Bone Richmond got moved, Portland Helium, uh, some other good stuff, Brea Improv in California, Vancouver, something or other, what is that, a house of comedy, and uh, New Orleans coming down for the... Howlin' Wolf, first place I ever got paid to do comedy, Royal Oak, Michigan, Atlanta Buckhead Theater, Tell a friend, get on the Patreon, spread the queef, spread the loves. We're all over YouTube. We got clips. We got an Instagram. We got a Patreon with extra bonus stuff. I think we're going to get some cooking right now. Joe's back. I'm queer. We're here. Praise Allah. Mm.